What's going on, Chuckleheads? I am Carlo Guadagnino. This is Dingo Talk. My guest this week, not an alumni of Bethany College, although he was here for a concert in 2004 to see Lloyd Banks. Daniel Dudley, uh, class of 2008 from WVU. Um, radio extraordinaire, as we're going to find out. I mean, he's I'm a done- MTV rock and jock kid. So, like, just putting sports and music together is like everything for things me. And, and ESPN uh had our podcast we had a podcast on ESPN Radio Disney Sports we were working with ESPN a lot of things like we shot a pilot for Radio Disney Sports it was awesome and, and this is a lesson for anybody listening like knowing people is important you know what's going on chuckleheads I am Carla Guadagnino this is the Dingo Talk alumni tour my guest this week is Ken Beto class of 1977 newly selected chair of the uh, Board of Trustees. He's going to tell us a little bit of sneak peek into what's coming in the future and what some plans are for Bethany. He's also going to tell us how he got here from Bellevue Pencil, from uh, Bellevue High School. But without further ado, this is Ken Beto. You want to know by now. going on chuckleheads i am carla guadagnino this is the dingo talk alumni tour my guest this week is ken beto class of 1977 uh ken thank you very much for being on the show carla it's a pleasure to talk to you i've loved your uh podcast getting to know some of my old friends and some new friends i appreciate you watching uh so you know we're gonna do it the same way we do every week you get the chance to tell us how a kid from pittsburgh found his way to the uh Northern Panhandle of West Virginia. And uh, we'll talk about all the stuff that you did here. Take a break, come back, and we'll do comps and everything you're doing since. Um, so how did you end up coming from Bellevue High School to Bethany? Well, I've been a Bethanian, uh, Carlo, all my life. Uh, both my parents uh, were, were Bethanians, and I'm the oldest of the family. Um, gosh, where do I start? My, um, they got there very different ways. I'll start with my dad. Uh, he grew up in uh, the suburb of Wellsburg by the name of Beach Bottom mm-hmm. and went to uh, Wellsburg High School and graduated in 1939. And uh, Beach Bottom, for those that know, was um, was a company town owned by Willie Steele. They owned the houses, the store, the mill, everything. In fact, that town didn't, didn't even have a mayor until 1955. And uh, so uh, World War II breaks out. Uh, he joins the uh, Marine Corps. Uh, fought in the Pacific and uh, had this dream to say, you know what, I there's probably more that I can do in my life than work for Willing Steel and decides to go to, to Bethany College. So he enters Bethany College as a freshman in um, 1946. And my mother, who was seven years younger, graduated from, of all things, Bellevue High School. I grew up in the same house she did. So uh, not a lot of imagination in my family. But uh, <laughs> She uh, was actually going to go to Penn State, but um, our other next door neighbor, uh, name was Al Carey, a Bethanian. In fact, he was the first Bethanian inducted into the Athletic Hall of Fame, uh, says to uh, my uh, grandfather, her dad, saying, um, listen, there's a place down in West Virginia you might want to take a look at. He was worried about sending his daughter up to State College, and so she goes to Bethany, and, um, and they meet there and um, get married, and graduate in 1950 and a few years later I'm born so uh, like I said I've known about Bethany for for all my life and 
homecomings and trips down there, football games, etc. So um, now for me personally, um, I was um, a, a student athlete. Bellevue High School had a, a had a pretty decent uh, football uh, program at the time. We were it was class B considered at the time, probably second or third tier down from the different things. And I knew I was uh, enjoyed athletics, but I knew I was not um, that great, but good enough, I would say. And uh, so I wanted to uh, to play football. So I looked at at, at smaller colleges, uh, Grove City, Westminster, uh, were a few Geneva. And um, so, like a lot of kids, I wanted to play football. And Don Alt was the uh, new head coach, and he spent time with me. And um, so I decided to go to Bethany and and play football. And uh, major, who knew, you know, business, whatever they was appropriate at the time. But um, anyway, so it would. Between the connection of my family and knowing Bethany for years and years and years, um, and uh, opportunity to play football, and that's that's why I chose Bethany College. So, and then academically, Bethany was pretty stringent back then; still is. But I mean, it was, it was well. Great. It was interesting. So, uh, like a lot of things, I think for most Bethanians you talk to, you you find that there was a a coach or a faculty member or two that really made a significant difference, you know, in your life and. Um, you know, our, our class was a large class. I mean, arguably the largest class ever. I think we had close to 400 students in the class coming in. Um, we had filmed up every dorm space known to mankind. Um, those there, I think, uh, in fact, it was sort of a, things were beginning to change at that point too. Um, the, the Vietnam War was over. Um, all the things kids fought for. Um, drinking age was 18. Mm-hmm. Um, it was pretty wide open. There were basically no rules. And I think the whole freshman class was put on probation. And um, so we kind of just kind of took this campus by storm. In fact, you know, living, the men living in Moreland Hall, the women in Phillips, and you know, it were just there. And um, I met a, um, I took a, an economics course my first semester, because I thought I'm going to be in, in economics. I took uh, uh, sensitivity to the natural world, world as freshman seminar with Jay Buckaloo. And I took a, a, a math course that, you know, just because you did, I guess. And um, um, and I just fell in love with the, with the math department at Bethany College. Uh, Jim Allison was one of the professors there and John Atkins was the other. And, um, you know, did, in those days, they didn't talk about learning disabilities. Uh, as we can tell by this conversation, I have a bit of ADD and, and I'm dyslexic. So math was actually a good thing for me. And um, just fell in love with that department. And um, in fact, we actually started the computer science department in 1975. So um, this was, you know, pioneering and early day stuff. It was, it was, it was fabulous. In fact, this is so Bethany. We had computers in the first floor of Richardson, but of course they had to have security to lock the building. But we need, we need to get in at night yeah. to have access to the computers. So this is so Bethany. We'll leave the windows open for you. So you guys are crawling the windows to go to the computer room. Exactly. So what was it about the math department? Was it the, the, the mixture of the students that were already there plus the faculty or? The students. I mean, there was really bright kids there, obviously, in, the, in that department and the professors. And, and, and John Atkins, now Jim Allison had passed away um, quite some time ago now. and But uh, John Atkins actually ended up leaving Bethany going and actually uh, was one of the leading professors in computer science down at Morgantown at WVU. I really felt that for them, they gave you every chance to learn. I mean, every opportunity to learn. 
as much extra time as you needed to go through things. Uh, this is so, you know, Bethany spent time in, in, in their houses if you, you know, just to, if you need help. But, but time, the time to take the test, you did it or you didn't. So every opportunity to learn, but when the bell rang and to take a test, you know, you did it or you didn't. So that accountability was really, you know, I just, you know, I just enjoyed that environment to, the opportunities were great, but you had, had to prove yourself. You couldn't just, you know, skate by. You did it or you didn't. Well, you said you, you came here to play football. You also ran track. Yeah. So, um, you know, football, I'll talk about that for a second. It was, you know, we had a lot of freshmen and, and, and you know, came to Bethany. And um, I, um, you know, it, I enjoyed it. In fact, I just, I played as a freshman. I started, you know, a bunch of games and, but after freshman year, I thought, I'm not sure I want to play football anymore. I want to move on and do other things. And I didn't play sophomore year. And then I, as I was doing it, I'm thinking to myself, you know, if I don't play <laughs> Bethany, I'm never going to play ever again. I'm not, you know, you know, I'm not going to become a pro or anything. So um, I talked to Coach Alt um, in the um, sort of the early spring semester of uh, the sophomore year and said, uh, listen, I'd like to come back out for, for football. And he was like, are, are you sure? Because don't jerk me around here type thing. And, and, um, I said, I'd like to, he says, well, um, why don't you run track? And I, I was fast. I mean, I, for Bethany, let's put it that way. Uh, I ran a hundred and, and the 200 and relays and that kind of thing. And, uh, Mike Sherwood, who was his offensive coordinator ran, you know, he was looking for track people. He said, why don't you run track and see how that goes? So that's why I ran track to get in the good graces of, of, of coach Alt. And, and we did. And I actually, I never ran track in my life ever um, in high school or anything. And it was never something that you wanted to do. Running was the punishment, not the sport. Exactly. Not the, not the, not the, the objective, but there was a whole set of different kind of athletes and track individual sport. And, um, and we had, um, so I, so I ran track and, um, and then, you know, play, and actually this is sort of it, toward the end of the season of, of that, of that year, uh, I tore the tendon between my um, big toe and my heel and a hundred meter race. It just ripped. And um, so I ended up, you know, on crutches, but I still said I wanted to play football and I did the uh, rehabilitation and, and um, 1975 came, came back and um, was a junior and went out for football. And that was a magic year because that was, you know, one of the years we won the PAC championship. And uh, again, a bunch of great guys on that team. And um, it was fun. It was fun winning that championship. And uh, so played junior year and senior year. So I sophomore year sabbatical and, <laughs> um, and, and did it. And just a bunch of great guys that just, you know, truly enjoyed it. And, and then track was fun too. And though my senior year for track, um, you know, I was really thinking at that point, you know, getting a job, getting married, there's a lot of things in my mind sort of growing up and comps, it was of course high on the list too. And uh, so I told the coach, I said, I really I'm probably not going to run track in the senior year. And he said, well, we kind of need you. And I said, okay, fine. But I said, I want you to understand graduating is my top priority. <laughs> you know, this track is, it's, it's fun, but, um, but I That's said, fun, but I, I, I want to get out of here. I got to pass comps. And um so we had a meet up in um, uh, near Cleveland, and it's about a three-hour drive, you know, from from Bethany on a Saturday. And the school we were running against, they had some much faster athletes than me. And and I called, I said before the meet, I said, listen, I'm not going to go. I said I can spend a whole Saturday studying 
or I could be a three hour ride up there, run two races, one's 10 seconds, one's 20 seconds and get beat, or I can study. So I'm not gonna go and say, okay, fine. So that Saturday morning, you know, I'm living, um, uh, where am I living? Probably the Fightal house. I get, a, I get a call saying, um, where are you? I said, I told you, <laughs> I wasn't gonna go. I, I, yeah, I made it clear I wasn't coming. I gotta study for comps. <laughs> so, and not, you know, so no work records were broken anything anyway. So make a long story short, I passed comps. And, I was, they were shocked that I would actually not go to the meet so I can study. Well, so you brought up Fytal. Was Greek life something that was always on your radar as well? We were a lot of Greeks, you know, when I was, it was a Bethanian. Uh, it was just, you know, a big part of, of the life. Um, I think every pledge class, at least the men's classes, had 30 plus members. You know, there were the SAEs or not on campus anymore. There were the, the Delts, of course, the Alpha SIGs. Uh, the Sigma News, um, KAs, Betas. I mean, it was just people went Greek, and um, it was a you know this whole people of our generation will talk about this how bid day was just insanity. Mm -hmm. um, you went to these parties. It was it was in the early you know in Februarys when they did it. Um, you go to these parties, and then they decide who's going to go to what fraternity that they vote you in. All the men were in Moreland Hall. And um, they pass you these little envelopes and saying what fraternity you, know, you got in. And uh, you ran outside and the other fraternity people were all there. And um, it was um, a bit insane. And um, it was a bit insane. In fact, in those days too, they, they, people went to, you know, to dinner at the, caf at the cafeteria too. And um, it, they stopped that. They just said, okay, you can build. It was just um, go other places. <laughs> it was insane, and bid uh, day was always a bit a bit insane, and uh, different time, different place. Like I said, the drinking age too at Bethany was was eighteen, so um, it was just different time. So what was what was the reason for choosing Fatal? Was that that's just where you, you know it's, comfortable it's, or it was comfortable? I think there you know it was there was fairly strong. I, I felt I needed some balance in academics. Um, there's a lot of pre-meds that were, were there. Um, I'm, you know, I'm taking, I'm taking math and they're, they're, they're taking math as sort of like an intro course. I'm thinking this is like, for me, this is a real thing. And, and so it was probably the, the academic part of it that, that appealed to me. Um, I think I would have felt comfortable. There were like great friends in the KAs, great friends in the Sigma News, great friends in the Betas. Um, the Delta, uh, my roommate went, went Delta, Delta house was right next to our house. Um, you know, it, it, at least for the guys, I felt just as comfortable, you know, being in any of those other houses with, with those guys. And, um, I, I actually, I was the only football player that actually was in the fight toss. So I'm not sure how that worked out, but, uh, <laughs> we would talk to perspective, you know, fight toss. I'd say, well, you know, join the fight toss every, you know, you know, we, every one of us that plays football starts. So, uh, because there's only one. Only one. <laughs> All right. Well, that's a good place to pause for part one. Uh, we're going to take a break. We're going to send it to KJ Karen Dunn with Maple Shade Outdoors. If you haven't yet, get on Instagram, follow his page, maple underscore shade dot outdoors. Or while you're watching this, hit like and subscribe. Finish this video. Go over to his page, follow or subscribe to his page, Maple Shade Outdoors. Uh, everything you need, hunting, fishing, and all that rolled into one. Uh, but 
This is Ken Beto, class of 1977. I am Carlo Guadagnino, and this is the Dingo Talk Alumni Tour. KJ, take it away. What's going on, everybody? This is Kieran Dunn, founder of Maple Shade Outdoors. You're currently watching Dingo Talk with my man, Carlo. If you're anything like me and you're really enjoying this content, you should like and subscribe his page. While you're on YouTube, you should probably just head over and like and subscribe Maple Shade Outdoors. Check out our page, enjoy some videos, some outdoor content. You might as well hop on Instagram, Facebook, follow us, Maple Shade Outdoors. Now that's enough about me. I'm trying to get back and watch the rest of Dingo Talk, so I'll talk to y'all later. What's going on, Chuckleheads? I am Carlo Guadagnino. This is the Dingo Talk Alumni Tour. My guest this week is Ken Beto, class of 1977. We left off with a bunch of the social aspects and the academic stuff from Bethany College. Uh, in town, I'm assuming Chambers General Store was there. And across the street, you had Bubba's or maybe it was Frank's at that time. Yeah, it was actually. So that was that was the Times Square of commercial business at, at Bethany, in fact. So you had, you know, you had uh, General Store, but you also had Ethel's, which is sort of a, a store next next to uh, Chambers. And then, of course, you had uh, Frank's, which is the bar. And across the street from that, actually, too, was the gas station that was um, owned by... Um, uh, gosh, one of the one of the retired coaches. Um, it was sort of gas by appointment, so uh, if you wanted to get it, you could call ahead and arrange to get that. But the bar was again was uh, was Frank's and Frank Calabrese. In fact, I just ran into Frank at the uh, graduation a few weeks ago, and uh, again the drinking age was eighteen. It was wide open, and um, you know it just it was interesting. I think being at, in West Virginia it was eighteen, Pennsylvania you grew up in Pennsylvania it was twenty one. Mm -hmm. So my friends who went to college, you know, in Rose City or Pitt or whatever in Pittsburgh, um, they had to sneak around and try to do things. We just walked in the bar. It was fun. <laughs> and I think, frankly, you, you became a bit more responsible with that process. It wasn't like you were a kid trying to sneak into something. In fact, I'd worked at the Jersey Shore too when I was in college. I was 18 there. And you just, you did it. And it was not, not, a, not a big deal, you know, sort of sort of European, I guess. It's just, it's, you know, you're not sneaking anything. It's just, if you choose to, you do. If you don't, you don't. And it's like you said earlier, it's the, it, one, it gives you that, that almost responsibility early. Like if that's what you're going to do, be smart about it, but it's also a different time. I mean, you couldn't, I, I don't foresee the drink. I would love to see the drinking age go back down to 18, just, but I don't think it's a, it's a good idea. Again, understand that time too. Um, Vietnam was just winding down too. So, so, you know, there were kids fighting in Vietnam between 18 and, you know, less than 21. And they're saying, if you can fight in war, why can't you have a drink? Um, and an argument that still goes on to this day, if you can go serve. It, it, it does. And, and we can talk about that. But I, I think if you make it a younger age, 18, it's, you teach more responsibility. I think it's, you know, it's not like people aren't drinking, but it's just, let's be, let's be responsible about it and, and do that. So, so you get to comps. How did studying go for comps? Well, I was, I, you know, it was a bit, you know, it was unnerving. You know, it's like anything else. You have to remember things from the first class you took. So I remember taking, you know, calculus and calculus one, two, and three my freshman and sophomore year. It seemed like a million years ago. And then you're taking abstract algebra and you're taking um, numerical analysis and all these math courses are not really related. Um, but, you know, doing these tests, so there's, there's two comments I would make. Uh, one is, you know, we're in Steinman Hall taking the comps, the written part, and um, Joe Curry taps me on the shoulder and says, what are you doing? And I go, 
uh, Joe Curry, of course, I think at that time, I, I, you know, he'd been Bethy forever, just whatever, but he was the, ran many things. It was treasurer at one point and, and, you know, he was a FITA and I, I knew Joe and tennis coach, just a great guy. He, he goes, what are you doing? I go, I'm finishing the comps. He said, well, you're sitting, he, he goes, you're sitting close to another math major, you know, and, and like, like I'm cheating. I said, okay. I said, Joe, take a look at her books and my books. <laughs> I said, I can assure you she was number one in the class. <laughs> If there's anything like it's a pure coincidence. I got uh, lucky almost. If it's, you know, it's, it's a pure coincidence. And um, and then of course the orals are fabulous. So in fact, so I, I we had the orals. So I had the head of our department and one another math professor, and actually a guy named Charlie Hall, who was the uh, head of the economics department. And I took a lot of courses from him. Mm -hmm. um, and he might have been a little annoyed that I wasn't an economics major. I really enjoyed economics. He was a very good teacher, but he decided to to be the, the third professor in my comps. And so I'm sitting there and I'm answering questions. And actually in math, you're at, you're at the board, you're you know doing proofs against on the, on the blackboard and, and you know, the chalk and everything. And so he asked me this question and I didn't quite know the answer. I'm kind of fishing that's kind of thing. And I'm looking at the other, like the math professors. In fact, there's another one in the back of the room that's sitting in. I'm looking at them and they're going, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> So it was sort of, like, sort of a gotcha question, you know, it was like, I said, uh, whatever it was on investments or something. Anyway, to make a long story short, I, I passed. Um, my friends were out there with a quart of Iron City beer um, when, I, when I finished. And, um, and then that evening, as a matter of fact, um, I mentioned to you early on, I, I had every job known to mankind at Bethany. I, I ran the intramural track meet. I was a math tutor. I worked as a waiter at the, at the cafeteria. Um, I gave tours to the admissions office. In fact, I would pick up students that flew in, uh, prospective students from the airport. I got mileage. I mean, if there was a job to be had, I did it. I was, I was a night watchman at the infirmary. I mean, I just put every job. But anyway, that night, I was, uh, I was umpiring uh, baseball uh, for Little League at the town field. I did that too. And, um, and one of the professors was saying, uh, I'm surprised you're sober because you just took comps, you know, this morning. I said, I had a beer at 10 o'clock. I'm fine now. And some lady starts yelling at me, he's drunk. He's drunk. I said, trust me, I'm fine. Oh, I am. It's fine. I can call balls and strikes for these eight-year-olds. It's not going to. So from comps, where was the first step of adult life? Well, so I majored in math in, in the, for a minor economics, but we also really started the computer science department. So I knew at that time, this is in 77, that computers were sort of the future of the free world. And, and, um, and I've been, as I tell my, my colleagues, I've been in computers since they were made of wood. It's a long time. And um, so I worked for a small computer company in Pittsburgh. And that's, and that's how I started. And I worked inside. I, I, I uh, was a technical guy that you know did presentations it's technical stuff but i realized after a very short period of time these salespeople were making a lot more money than i was and uh so i moved quickly you know within a year in, in, into sales and moved a lot of places we moved to michigan and we moved to uh we were in ohio we were back in pittsburgh for a short time in the early 80s um and you know, we were in chicago uh texas I lived, most of my adult life was in silicon valley area in san francisco i spent most of my life in that part of the world in oregon too but um really on the sales and marketing side of technology and uh, i always felt that we were providing technical solutions to solve business problems and um 
ended up being a you know Silicon Valley CEO and uh, did that till I sort of retired uh, about 10 years ago, I guess now. And um, I've been, what I do now is I advise uh, CEOs of, of early stage tech companies on issues of, of go-to-market, uh, personnel, sales, marketing. I'm a very, you know, small, um, albeit uh, boutique business. So I love that. I have clients all over the world. I have clients in France. I have clients in um, Australia. I have clients in New Zealand. I have clients in Singapore, um, San Francisco, um, Wisconsin. So anyway, I, I, I enjoyed mentoring. I sort of get paid to mentor at this yeah. point. And, and that's what I do. And I really, really, really enjoy it. And um, I haven't traveled much in the last year, but up in, you know, I've just given perspective. I think I have, I don't know, 8 million miles on American Airlines, probably two or three on United and probably another million on, on Delta. So I lived in France for a while, I lived in Japan for a while. So. So to bring it back to the, to, to Bethany, because now we, we have the picture of what you did after Bethany, but you never fully left. Um, so in my time, they named, um, they named Greek Hill. Yeah. So a um, couple of connections back, you know, when you leave, you're kind of busy with life, um, sort of reconnected in a couple of ways. Um, again, my mom was active in the alumni council. Uh, what happened then too, is my oldest son, our oldest son, Matt graduated from Bethany in 2001. Okay. So um, he graduated from high school in 1997. We took him to a bunch of places to look at schools. Uh, he fell in love with Bethany when he saw it, but he wouldn't give us the satisfaction of saying that because he didn't want, you know, this, you know, he wanted to keep it to himself, but he decided to go to Bethany. So he went and uh, junior man of the year and all that fun stuff. So we kind of re made a reconnection uh, at that point back in the late nineties and early um, aughts there. And then um, uh, Buck Smith became an interim president of Bethany college. I'm trying to think whether it was early aughts, 2004, five, six, something like that. And um, you know, he had asked me to, to, to join the board uh, of trustees and you know, at that point in your life, you're just busy. I mean, I, I, busy is an understatement. And sounds um, like it traveling as much as you did. It, it is, but you know, I thought this is a great opportunity to kind of give back to Bethany. And, and I'd always, we'd always been um, donors of Bethany, and I think that made me think, okay, he's giving money. If we put him on the trustees, maybe I'll give more. And um, anyway, but, so I, I did that, and and truly enjoyed it. I uh, chaired student life committee for for a long time, and then. Uh, uh, we hired Tamara and um, I offered to step down from the chair. I said, you can, we can have new chairs. It's time maybe to, you know, they said, nice try. I said, um, okay, um, we don't have an enrollment committee, an admissions committee. We should have one. It's the best practice. It's, you know, it's one of our primary areas of revenue and we should have a, so I, so I started the enrollment committee chairmanship and um, been on various other committees, finance, et cetera. And, and then we began uh, looking for, uh, it was time to, you know, to turn the officers and I volunteered to help do that uh, earlier this year. And, um, you know, talked to many board members about this and the, the, the message kept coming back that was, Ken, you should be the chairman. I'm going, no, I'm trying to step back. <laughs> uh, you know, it's like the Godfather three, right? <laughs> Every time you're out. Right. And, um, 
so anyway, uh, you know, and I really had to give it lots of thought. You know, I've been working with Bethy for a long, long time. And, you know, for years, I commuted to the board meetings from San Francisco, which is, you know, hardly a, a day trip. No, no, it's not. <laughs> Especially with Pittsburgh Airport, you know, became, you know, shrinking, it was connecting flights, et cetera. But um, I'm excited about the opportunity, um, you know, where Bethany is, um, I, I think during COVID, I'm really proud of what Bethany did. I, I've worked with many organizations and those organizations that wanted to um, simply survive during COVID survived. Those that chose to thrive, thrived. And Bethany thrived. Mm -hmm. And um, there's a lot of good things going on. Our, our freshman class enrollment continues to, to grow. Um, we're going to get, uh, you probably know this, if you don't, I'll maybe give you some scoop here. Uh, we voted to uh, replace the turf on the, on the field and, and knock on wood, they can stun quickly because I pushed that hard in our recent May meeting say, we got to get it done. I mean, just because it's, it's, we need to get it done immediately and, and because of new the fall sports. So excited about that. And, um, just a number, number of good things were, uh, you know, going through the, uh, passing through our accreditation. Uh, we're going to get get the loan from the USDA completed probably in the next 60 days, probably the most, maybe 30 days. But so a number of positive things in place right now. Well, and you brought up the, the new turf field that, that's going in. If you were pitching Bethany or you were pitching a Division three program, you're talking to, you know, for our area, the Pittsburgh area, you're talking to a lot of kids who grew up playing football or whatever sport that they they particularly play. Why would you go Division three? You know, it's for me personally, I, first of all, I'll backtrack this. I, I have a son uh, who was division two and is an all American and, and, and he did very well. And he was just great athlete there. It's a different division two is like division one without the money. Mm -hmm. um, it is, it is a full-time job basically uh, at that level. Division three um, it's, you get a chance to play if, if you want. It's not like you just fall off the truck and you play, but you got to work hard. It's great teamwork. Um, the schedule's not as long, obviously, as, as, as the other schools. Um, you know, frankly, you're there to get an education. What I find about, about Bethany, and one of my fellow uh, trustees, a guy named Bob McCann, who actually has is, 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 is left the Board of Trustees, but he was a, um, a vice chair at um, several investment firms, including Merrill Lynch, said Bethany's a place where, you, you know, what, what appears to be ordinary blossoms to be extraordinary and, and and I was a perfect for that I had no idea when I came to Bethany of what I wanted to do other than play football mm -hmm. and I found math and I found computer science and I found tons of leadership opportunities whether it be with the Phi Toss as, as the president there as a president of the math club as a captain of the track team um, all these opportunities for leadership that you didn't even know you had and that's to me is if you're looking for and I think and they also, Bethany teaches you how to think. You know, I, you know you're, we're not going to technical school where you learn how to, you know, to tighten screws and do that. It gives you an opportunity. Look at you, yourself. You're an entrepreneur. You're doing this. My hat's off to you and what you're doing. You're taking 21st century technology on a shoestring and making it work. And, 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 you're, and you're growing this business. And that's the thing, too, is, is the, the, the students that I talk to, even to this day, in fact, when I lived in San Francisco, I would host and a Bethany alumni event every summer in San Francisco. And we'd have a different places. And one time we had it, in fact, at AT&T Park. They were playing the Pirates. And um, whether people for graduated in the 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, the odds, whatever, this love of Bethany and the opportunities and the importance of, of, of they learn from professors and this 
just this opportunity to, to be what you want to be, do what you want to do, that confidence um, is common. And, and people I'd never met in my life, but this cult of Bethany, it's, it's, it's contagious. And, and that's what it's about. Well, that uh, normally I would have asked why Bethany, but that was a pretty clear answer to why Division Three and why Bethany. Um, we've come to that point of the show. I got to send it to the other staple of the town of Bethany. Uh, Chambers General Store, Harry Chambers, because um, if Chambers doesn't have it, you don't need it. And if you've ever been to Bethany and never stopped at Chambers, you didn't actually come to Bethany because I don't know how you missed it. But Ken, thank you very much for being on the show. Congratulations on the ch on becoming the chair of the Board of Trustees. Very proud of that. It's a great it's a great group. And uh, in fact, we're having a, uh, a sort of summer retreat, and we're going we're to have it on campus, uh, bringing all the board members in and. Um, and looking forward, in fact, those that are interested in staying in college housing, we're going to invite them to do that. And um, that's interesting. Yeah. Well, this has been Ken Beto, class of 1977. I am Carlo Guadagnino. This is the Dingo Talk alumni tour. Harry Chambers, take it away. You just watched another exciting episode of Dingo Talk, recorded in the secret lair deep in the hills of Bethany, West Virginia. Let me give a shout out to my man Don over at Maple Shade Outdoor. He got some great, he's got some great stuff going on over there on YouTube and Instagram. Please make sure you check him out. Also, now available as promised, we have the second edition Bethany, West Virginia, Mushroom Capital of the World t-shirts and our Chambers General Store. If we don't have it, you don't need it t-shirts. Available in all sizes. So make sure you stop by the store for a t-shirt, breakfast sandwich, or sausage biscuits and gravy. And make sure to check out those daily lunch specials. Now back to you, Dingo.